the Bible. It's the Word of God, sharper than any two-edged sword. This sacred book is living and active and contains all that's needed for life and godliness. Stay with American Family Radio for the next hour as we study God's Word and take your Bible questions. Welcome to Exploring the Word. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Exploring the Word. I'm Jim Stanley, sitting in for Brother Bert Harper. Hey, be in in prayer for Bert, if you would. He is uh, suffering from COVID, and so we just need to keep him in in our prayers as well as Miss Jan, uh, because, you know, they're, they're a close couple. And so we, we want to keep them in prayer, too. I uh, talked to Bert yesterday, and he said that Jan might be having some light symptoms, but that she was in pretty good shape. And all that said, let me welcome my guest. Actually, I'm the guest host today, and he's not really a guest. He's a permanent part of the show, my good friend, Dr. Alex McFarland. Hey, Alex. Hello, Brother Jim. It's good to be with you, and uh, I believe this is the first time you and I have uh, shared the airwaves in the new year, isn't it? It is. Yeah, but we are praying for Bert and Bert and Jan, and uh, you know, uh, let me just say, staff and friends, there's several around that have uh, tested positive for COVID, and so let's just be, and I'm sure, no doubt, everybody listening, this has touched somebody in your life, or maybe even you yourself, so it is a reminder that we need to keep one another in prayer, isn't it? Yes, sir, it is. Sorry, you yep. caught me in a in a mid-swallow of water right there. Oh, sorry about that, but no. this is Exploring the Word. This is the Bible Teaching Show every afternoon this time on the American Family Radio Network, and we are enjoying our travel through the book of Proverbs, the Old Testament book of Proverbs, which is God's book of wisdom, and we're going to be in chapter 8, and if you've got a copy of the Word of God and can follow along with us, we're going to look at Proverbs 8 and following, plus later on in the program we will take your Bible questions, and Jim, I'm going to go ahead and give that number, and folks, jot it down, because later on we'll go live with the, the telephones, and we would love to hear from you if you've got a Bible question and it's uh, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. But uh, right now, i got to ask you, before we get into Proverbs 8, uh, how is your New Year going so far, Jim? And uh, what's uh, going on in the, the world of the Stanleys? Well, it's been a good year so far, and hopefully it will continue to be so. God's continued to bless us. Uh, I have a wonderful wife and great kids, even though... You know, like me, sometimes as kids, they can be a bit rambunctious. I haven't, yeah. I haven't completely grown out of that yet myself. So, <laughs> you know, no, thanks for asking, Alex. I appreciate it. Everything's going pretty good. Uh, and so we've got a lot to be thankful for. I have kept all of my resolutions so far. Well, praise God. That's because I didn't make any. <laughs> well, I, I know better. You are programmed for success. <laughs> Well, we'll see. I, and with the Lord's help, I know that we will be. How about you guys? How's Angie? She is wonderful. Uh, she was and is wonderful. And daily earning crowns in heaven for putting up with me, I know. But uh, it is a good year. And let me just say, I'm so excited this upcoming weekend, January 16. I'm going to be in Dallas, Texas, Sunday night, uh, First Baptist, Dallas, uh, and I'm going to give you all the details later on in the week, but I'll be at First Baptist Dallas. There's a prayer event 
for um, the ending of abortion. Amen. And I have the privilege I'm going to speak, and as I understand it, we're going to go and pray on the steps of the courthouse there in Dallas, Texas. And just as the week goes on, if you happen to be in the Dallas area, I would love to see you Sunday night. And then uh, just a very full calendar of preaching. I'm going to be in Kansas this month, Jim, to preach. But uh, one thing, and then we'll get to Proverbs 8, July 8 through 10, I'm going to be at The Cove, the Billy Graham Training Center in Western North Carolina, The Cove, and I'll be teaching First Peter. Love to see you there. Every summer we do this, and um, I've done it over the last 15 summers, a lot of different books of the Bible, and Will Graham so graciously invites me, and I've been asked to do First Peter, which is a really, really good book about worldview and defending the faith, and, and I'd love to meet you there as we pray with people and fellowship from all over North America. But um, Jim, speaking of Will Graham, did you happen to see Saturday night on television, there was a documentary about Billy Graham's Los Angeles crusade, and in a recent movie, Billy Graham's grandson, Will, uh, portrayed Billy Graham. And there was a documentary about the they recreated the Canvas Cathedral, and Will Graham preached his grandfather's sermons in on, on film in this drama, and it was it was just outstanding. Did you happen to see that documentary Saturday night? No, sir, I did not. Um, along the lines of of what you're going to talk about in Dallas, though, I do want to remind everyone that we are in the midst of our preborn campaign this week along with the ministry pre-born. And so what these folks do is they provide ultrasounds that allow the mom to hear the baby's heartbeat and to see the precious life within her. And you know, Alex, this is a fact now. This is not, uh, and I believe them because they sent me the figures uh, towards the end of the year that still when women see their baby in the womb, they choose life. To, and they choose to keep their baby. Amen. And so that's why preborn is so important to us. And it's just amazing to know what they do. And so Amen. basically it's a gift of $28 and that will provide a uh, ultrasound for a woman that is seeking an abortion or counseling on life. And that gives the mom the opportunity to choose life for her baby. By the way, one of the really neat things through this ministry is that not only do they help the mom save the baby's life, but they interact with the mom and they, they get together and form a relationship. And often they're able to lead those ladies to Christ. And that's, Mm. that's as important as saving the baby. Well, amen. That, that is wonderful. And preborn, Jim, is there more about this on the AFA website, I would assume? Yes, sir. AFR.net, AFR.net, or they can give us a call at 877-616-2396, 877-616-2396, and uh, we'll, we'll be happy to accept gifts there. On behalf, uh, on behalf of preborn as well. Well, Alex, I, I I appreciate you letting me do that because I know that you're a large proponent for life, as am I, and and AFA itself. And so I think it's important that we let folks know what's going on. 
Absolutely. I mean, this, this really is the issue, folks. And, you know, I've said this a lot of times. Uh, I, I am a single-issue voter, and that's not really true. I mean, there are a lot of issues, obviously, that really matter. But, Jim, uh, in terms of not only, yes, I'm a Christian, I believe the Bible, and I know that God is the giver of life and life is sacred, but our, our Declaration, Constitution, the whole uh, viewpoint, or if you will, philosophy of our nation was that all have these inalienable rights given by God. JFK said this in January of 61, when JFK was inaugurated, John F. Kennedy said, the rights of man come not from government, but from the hand of God. And the role of government is not to give you rights, but the role of government is to guard the rights that you've already been given by God, the most fundamental of which is the right to life, L-I-F-E. So you can defend the pro-life position. I know the secular world will quickly say, well, you're a Christian, separation of church and state. Okay, uh, let's not even try to defend it on religious grounds, though we could. Just constitutionally, Mm -hmm. abortion is unconstitutional because our documents guarantee that all people have this right that can't legitimately be taken away, the right to life. But Jim, Proverbs 8 begins with a question, does not wisdom cry out? Does not understanding raise its voice? Wisdom takes its stand on high ground by the wayside where the the roads meet. And Jim, I would I would say Proverbs 8 is correct. Wisdom does cry out. And I want to throw something out. I want your response. Jim, I, I have come to believe that in life, the right thing to do is rarely a mystery. Now, we, we dance around and rationalize, but honestly, because of the Holy Spirit, because of God's law written on our heart, because wisdom cries out, uh, the, the right thing to do is deep down we, we know it, I believe, don't you? I do, and I think we try to make it more obscure than it really is because even though it's right, it doesn't mean it's convenient. Even though it's right, it doesn't mean it, that it may not be contentious. Just like we're talking about the right to life for babies. Other folks are going to say, well, no, that's that's not true. It's the woman's choice. And, you know, um, they talk about it being a form of birth control. Well, birth control happens before conception. And mm. so... Preach it. Yeah. <laughs> And so that's why I, that's why I say sometimes I agree with you is that truth is not a mystery. Sometimes we just make it harder to put out there than it is because everybody wants to be warm and fuzzy to everybody. But, you know, Alex, I think in the scripture it tells us that steel sharpens steel. Mm-hmm. That's true. And do you know, sometimes the most loving thing we can do is tell people hard truth. Mm-hmm. And as as painful as it might be to receive, sometimes uh, the person that really cares the most about you is the one that will tell you something that at that moment you're not really wanting to hear. Jim, I've been so blessed to have people uh, in my life that sometimes had to take me down a peg, and I needed it. And it's not easy to hear at the moment, but the person, listen, anybody will tell you what you want to hear. But a friend will tell you what you need to hear. Amen. That's good stuff. And well, in Proverbs chapter eight, 
basically there's this announcement. Wisdom cries out, and and there's really personification. Wisdom is said to have lips that speak and a mouth that proclaims truth. I love verse verse uh, eight, nine, and ten. Um, Wisdom. And, and hey, when we're talking about wisdom or the voice of truth, I mean, we're, we're talking about the Lord, the Holy Spirit. Everything I say is fair, and there is nothing twisted or crooked. All of it is clear to a person who has understanding and right to those who have acquired knowledge. Take my discipline, not silver, and my knowledge rather than fine gold, because wisdom is better than jewels. Nothing you desire can equal it. What God is saying here in His Word is, look, Wisdom, truth, knowledge, you know, call it what you will. We, we ought to desire these things more than even money or jewels or silver. Um, and, and that is true. Let, let me say this. A person could be rich monetarily, but in a way be spiritually bankrupt. On the other hand, you might not have much by the world's definition, but if you've got salvation, if you've got God's truth, you are rich. Amen. You know, it goes on to say in verse 12, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance in the evil way, and the perverse mouth I hate. Counsel is mind and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me, kings reign and rulers decree justice. By me, princes rule and nobles all the judges of the earth. I love those who love me and those who seek me diligent will find me. And we'll continue with that conversation as we are in Proverbs chapter 8, right here on American Family Radio. I'm Jim Stanley with Dr. Alex McFarland. We look forward to being with you right after the break. Stay tuned. This is Pause to Pray. A chance each day to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders. Today we'd like to pray for John Roberts, Chief Justice of the U.S. Supreme Court. As Chief Justice, he has significant influence over case selection. He leads case discussion and can choose who writes the court opinions. Psalm 33.5 reminds us of the importance of justice. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. Right now with this in mind, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask for guidance for Chief Justice John Roberts. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Pause to Pray is the service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team. Get your 2022 prayer guide and make this the year of prayer. Available now at pausetopray.org. Dr. Tony Evans says more and more believers are caving into a culture that's openly hostile to Christianity. Today, he'll talk about that phenomenon and how to reverse it as we spend two minutes with Tony. Man's interest, independently of God, is Satan's program. And Satan's program is meant to create a stumbling block. And we become confused, and that's why you hear so many Christians talking like the world knows what it's talking about because it sounds so good, sounds so right. And you don't have to deal with rejection. You don't have to deal with adversity. So how do we correct the confusion in your life 
in our families, the definition of marriage, the definition of order, the definition of government, all of this stuff that's being challenged today, you got to start by making a decision. That is, when what you want and what God wants does not agree, you must say you no know to you, not no to him. Now, it's easy when you and he agree. If you ask me to eat squash, you're going to have to talk me into that. You ask me to eat fried chicken, we do not have a problem. But the argument is, even though it's not preferable, it's better. See, we don't believe God knows better. We ain't going to roll with him with the squash, with the stuff we don't like, with the stuff we don't prefer, but that is being made acceptable and popular by the culture that is trying to get us to join up with the devil. Because it just seems so right. If you're ready to let God remodel your relationship with Him, start by checking out Dr. Evans' CD series, Divine Reset, available online at TonyEvans.org. Then join us next time for Two Minutes with Tony. A bruised reed He will not break, and a smoldering wick He will not extinguish. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not grow weak or discouraged before he has established justice on the earth. In his law, the islands will put their hope. Isaiah 42, 3 and 4. American Family Radio. Welcome back to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. sitting in for Brother Bert Harper and with Dr. Alex McFarland today, and we are in the book of Proverbs uh, at the eighth chapter. You know, Alex, when I read that bit there, we, we kind of ran up against the, the break. So I want to go back just a little, and I want to say a couple of things, and then I want you to unpack it for us. Uh, there in verse 12, it says, I wisdom dwell with prudence and find out knowledge and discretion. You know, Alex, in this day and age that we live in, I think that those three things right there lumped together are pretty significant because we were talking earlier about telling a friend truth, even if it was tough truth, so that's prudence. And then find out knowledge, we gain more understanding, and then discretion because a lot of times our friend, our person that we may be talking to, may not be ready to hear that truth. And, and we could drive them away rather than bringing them closer. And also, it would, you know, discretion is so vital in the church today. We see mm. uh, folks saying that they don't believe in Christ anymore, uh, that they don't think that he is the way. And so we, ha- we really need a good dose of discernment from the Holy Spirit, don't we? Well, we really do. And, you know, the word discretion is such a good word there. And uh, nowadays, you don't find a lot of times that people are discreet. You know, what that word means, I mean, people can, uh, if you say, well, be discreet, mm-hmm. I think sometimes we might think of, well, you know, hold your cards close to your vest, you know, don't don't show all your cards. But really, the word discreet, it means to show good judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, uh, verse 12 of Proverbs 8 in the Old King James says, I wisdom dwell with prudence. Um, the way that wording is, is uh, careful conduct, 
discreet means to use good judgment. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we think of um, modest dress, and and let me just say that's something that you know there's uh, not a lot of, especially on television and things like that. But we're living in a time. Uh, I remember. Do do you remember years and years ago there was a man named Daniel Patrick Moynihan? Does that name ring a bell, Jim? It does. He, um, I, I believe he's passed away by now, but he was a politician, and he was uh, an Irish Catholic, and he was pro-life. And I remember back in the 80s, back during the Reagan years, when I was a new believer, and I was just kind of becoming a little bit politically alert back then. But I remember he was um, very, you know, maligned in the press. People made fun of him. But he would use this phrase, uh, the diminishing returns of explicitness. Mm. The d- meaning... Um, what we think is explicit today, well, it'll take something more to shock us tomorrow. And then those returns diminish, and then down the road it'll take even more. Well, here we are in the 21st century, and I mean, we're a culture that really almost has no boundaries of morality or discretion anymore. That's why, you know, I think it was pretty amazing, you know, 40 years ago, Don Wildman had, uh, Jim, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't the ministry at one point known as the American Federation for Decency. Is that right? Yes, sir, it was. See, we need decency. Uh, Whether or not you're a believer, you should want decency in this culture because decency protects all of us. Um, In the spirit of Proverbs 8, as we've deviated farther and farther from the Word of God, you know, I fear that we're a culture that's almost completely forgotten what what it is to be decent. I mean, we, we don't talk to each other decently. We don't behave decently. I mean, it seems like every week in the news, people on airplanes get in fistfights, and uh, there are very, a lot of sad things that were in the news over the weekend, the, the fire in New York City mm-hmm. in the apartment building, and obviously we're very sad about that. But Jim, um, as we've drifted away from the Lord and His Word, we're a culture very often that does no no longer behaves decently. No, and I would agree with that wholeheartedly. And again, it, it begins uh, in the house of God. You know, we talk about judgment beginning in the house of God, and we need more prudence and we need more discretion in the house of God. I, you know, I, there was a choir director who was very tough on the ladies uh, in the way that they dressed going up into the choir loft. And he actually went back to choir robes uh, for that reason, because it was a tiered, you know, a, a tiered uh, place for the choir. And mm-hmm. so w- when you were sitting down front, there were some ladies who may not be as modest as others, and their clothing style was not that um, of, of others. And so he just decided that it was in the best interest uh, for the church to go ahead and go back to choir robes. And I applaud him for that. It was not, again... That was not necessarily the uh, the uh, what popular choice, if you would, because everybody, you, well, not everybody, guys, hopefully, <laughs> but you know, ladies like to show off their Easter dresses and new dresses and stuff, and so uh, I thought that was a very good good thing for him. The other part of that comes back to men too, though, that men have to use discretion, and so uh, as much as possible. When I and Colette go out, I, I don't look at other ladies because mm-hmm. she's the focus of my attention, as she should be. She's my wife. Amen. And so, um, you know, but now the problem with that 
sometimes is because she hits me on the shoulder and says, do you see that? And it's not because she wants me to look, per se. It's just that she wants me to be a witness to someone else's, uh, well, ignorance, for lack of a better word. Uh, I think the saying was, nobody needs to see that alone, and I've tried to tell her she can. But, I mean, you're absolutely right. When we talk about prudence, when we talk about trying to glean knowledge and glean discretion, um, we forget the next verse where it says the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Mm-hmm. We want to, We don't mind being proud, and we don't mind being arrogant sometimes, but we have to remember that's the evil way. And so I, I didn't mean to just, just get stuck on verse 12 there, but when you look at discretion and everything, it really does need to come back to the house of God. And well, So yeah, go ahead, and brother. Let me say this, folks. See, moral standards bring order. Mm-hmm. The Word of God brings order and structure. It talks about in Proverbs 8, you know, um, God talks about when there were no depths, uh, I, I was brought forth, wisdom was brought forth, and it talks about he established the clouds above and the heavens and he, the fountains of the deep. In other words, God, well, in his power, he ordered this created world. Now, you know what's amazing? You know, Jim, I love trivia. Do you know before 1883, there were 8,000 different time zones in the United States? That's true. 8,000? Uh, yes, because every little locality would set the time for themselves. Now, there were, you know, it was probably pretty close, but, but before 1883, that it is said that there were 8,000 different time zones because Every little community would set their own standards. And finally, they said, okay, look, there's going to be Eastern time, Central time, Mountain time, and Pacific. Four time zones, right? Now, here's the thing. We've got to, as citizens and as believers, have standards. On the level of citizenship, there's the Judeo-Christian moral code that our nation was built on. The secret of America's greatness for more than two centuries was that we were a moral culture. But as a Christian, as a church, as a denomination, what was the strength of the Christian church really for 2,000 years? It was this standard on which we all stood, Mm. the Bible. And Jim, part of the reason I think that um, you know, every now and then I'll be asked to do an interview about the, uh, you know, the church seems to be unraveling. Now, I disagree. I think the Lord is going to send a great revival. I really do. But here's the, the deal, Jim. The secret of our strength as a body of Christ was that we all agreed we would stand for and stand upon mm-hmm. the Bible. Now, in Proverbs 8, God says, look, by wisdom, I built the universe. By wisdom, kings are raised up. By wisdom, you know, it cries out, and if you're wise, you'll follow it. Now, we've got to, as a nation, we must recover a moral conscience. As a, as a church, we must show fidelity to the Word of God. Our deviation from truth, our ignorance of Scripture, that's why we're unraveling. Amen. I agree with all of that. Um, the part there... I, where you had, where I think you pulled that from, was it? Oh my goodness, I lost it. Around right about uh, twenty twenty four and following. 
Yeah, um, it talked about the the holy the wisdom being there, and that the that wisdom was there when he marked out the foundations of the earth in verse twenty nine, mm-hmm. and then in verse thirty it says, "Then I was beside him as a master craftsman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him." Alex, this and and understand, I'm asking from a standpoint of ignorance. But we understand why the Holy Spirit was sent to us after Christ ascended, that he was here to be a comforter and an advisor. It almost sounds like wisdom here is the Holy Spirit standing with God at creation. Sounds like it, doesn't it? It does. And so um, when we look at that, then, you know, we know Christ was there because we we see that in John uh, chapter 1, verse 1. And then, of course, back in Genesis. And we know that God is a triune being. And this is one of the the times in Scripture that I think it highlights the Holy Spirit and the the important part that it played uh, Mm -hmm. in the creation and in blood. Because throughout this, wisdom is pointing to itself, but pointing everyone back to God, you know, to the Father. This is is amazing. And folks... um, all of this might be for this one point. This will, it blows my mind. First Corinthians two eleven says that the the Holy Spirit knows all the thoughts of man and all the thoughts of God. Mm. You it says First uh, Corinthians two eleven. You speaking to the Holy Spirit. You are the only one who knows what is in your own mind. God's Spirit is the only one who knows what is in God's mind. For what man knoweth the things of man but the Spirit of God in him? So, long story short, the Holy Spirit of God, the third member of the Trinity, knows, I mean, think of it, all the thoughts of every human who has ever lived or ever will live, from the mind of Einstein to the little child. The Holy Spirit knows all the thoughts of man and all the thoughts of God. Mm. That's that's why scholars have this word omniscience. That means all knowledge. But the Holy Spirit also, like you say, present at creation. Romans eight twenty seven says that the the mind of the Spirit searches our mind and intercedes for us according to the will of God. So, folks, one of the greatest things you can ever do is to make sure that your mind and your thoughts and your priorities are in step with the Lord, and know that that God does. We often say God knows our heart, and by that we, you know, we mean our mind and our thoughts and everything about us. And so we need to understand that uh, the Holy Spirit of God. We need the Holy Spirit of God, just as the the Spirit was there, operative at creation, mm-hmm. working throughout history. The Holy Spirit is present and working in the world right now. Verse 32, and I know we're kind of short on time, but it says, Now now, therefore hearken unto me, O ye children, for blessed are they who keep my ways. Amen, amen to that. Mm-hmm. Hear instruction and be wise. Do not refuse it. Blessed is the man that heareth me and watches daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. For whoso finds me finds life and shall obtain favor of the Lord. Jim, speaking of open gates... I would encourage you folks, open the Bible mm-hmm. and open your heart and let God's Word and God's truth 
fully enter into you every day, and you'll, as God defines it, you'll be wise. Amen. Um, you know, Alex says we've started a new year. A lot of people are are looking in the Bible for and around for reading plans and devotions for the new year. My wife, uh, she will take and she both reads and studies her word, but now she's uh, also started listening to the word. And mm. she uses the folks, uh, Faith Comes by Hearing, and they're an excellent group. We've worked with them in the past. Uh, but it's one of those things that, you know, sometimes we can't read the way we need to uh, because of eye disorders or whatever. That's still no excuse for not getting in the Word because uh, there are so many things available to us now that weren't available in the past uh, that still allows us not only to read but also to study the Bible. Amen. Uh, we really are blessed. My goodness, we we live in a golden age of scriptural resources, whether it be audio Bibles uh, but and online things like Bible Gateway. Do you, Jim, do you ever look at BibleGateway.com? Bible Gateway is excellent. Now, I will say that I use it for research a lot in addition to my Logos Bible software, but it's one of those things that, I, and I may just be overlooking it, may be very plain to someone else. I haven't found where it will read to me. Uh, and mm. that's why I mentioned faith comes by hearing. Now, there you go. Now, that said, I'll go and do homework so that tomorrow I can give you a more complete answer. Uh-huh. Well, and on my phone, I've got this little app. It's a free app. It's called Bible Hub. Uh-huh. And th- there are a bunch of different translations on there, you know. And uh, there's also this little tab to look at the, the Greek and the Hebrew interlinear. But, hey, you know what? The Word of God, we need it every day. Feed on it each and every day. And Exploring the Word is here to help you do that. Amen. want to, real quick, 35 and 36. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me wrongs his own soul. All those who hate me love death. More to come on AFR. So Hannah, she's just one of the women who did struggle with infertility in the Bible. Hannah's Heart with Ann Cockrell and Kendra White. Hannah took her pain to God and God heard her and was with her. Hannah's Heart helps couples process infertility and miscarriage through a biblical lens. Join us Saturday afternoon at 5 Central on American Family Radio. Find the podcast at AFR.net. Hello, I'm Gary Roby, host of Call to Worship, heard each Sunday on American Family Radio. This one-hour program will lead you in a special time of worship and praise. We will focus on God's Word, spoken, and in music. Call to Worship has a different topic each week as we glorify God together. Be sure to join us at 5 a.m. Central each Sunday for a Call to Worship right here on American Family Radio. And who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Esther, a young girl, became queen of the Persian Empire when Israel was subject to Persian rule. A wicked man named Haman tried to get the king to exterminate all Jews. Esther, a Jew herself, was queen when this genocidal conspiracy was brought to bear. But her cousin Mordecai put her royal position in perspective. Perhaps God made you queen for this very moment to intervene on behalf 
of the Jewish people. Like Esther, perhaps God gave you the platform, position, and influence you have for this very moment to stand against darkness. Perhaps you were born for such a time as this. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. This is Dr. Stephen Rummage with a minute in God's Word to help you keep moving forward. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. When you suffer, who do you want in the room with you? Most likely someone who's been through the same thing and knows exactly what you're going through. That's the kind of comforter Jesus is when we suffer. He became like us in every way. He endured everything we endure. He experienced rejection, loss, and separation. And because he experienced those things, he knows exactly how to comfort us in our deepest pain. Whatever you're going through, remember, Jesus has already been there. He knows your pain, and he knows exactly how to help you through it. For more resources, visit movingforwardradio.org. Join me every Sunday morning at 830 Central for Moving Forward right here on AFR. Good afternoon and welcome back. The number you need is 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. And we'll start taking your Bible questions. Uh, while you're calling in, let me remind you again that this week we are in the midst of our preborn ministry that, that we work with and uh, trying to help them raise some funds for the equipment and actually paying for ultrasounds. We've had some folks that have called in and just wanted to cover the cost of an, a complete ultrasound machine. And, mm. and we're grateful for that as well. Um, you know, Alex, it's, it's one of those things and I, and I continue to learn more about it, but Dan Steiner, who is the president of that organization and his wife are tremendous believers and they are—they really are good folks, and we appreciate them and, and the way they handle things. But over the fa- past 15 years, they have counseled more than 385,000 women considering wow. abortions. And from that, more than 169,000 babies' lives were saved, and more than 57,000 women have surrendered their lives to Christ. Amen. And so if there's a ministry wow. we want to get behind, that's one, because they are making disciples. They're fulfilling the Great Commission, and uh, I applaud uh, that. Them. I've got to believe the Lord is pleased with that ministry. I, I had no idea the numbers were that significant. Amen. And, you know, it, Dan has said for the last three or four years that the the things have continued to grow and continued to gain. And he says a great part of that is because of the partnership that they have with AFR. And Amen. the reason that we can be that is because the folks that listen are the hands and feet and wallet of Christ. Mm. Now, that, I know that sounds a little cheesy or chintzy, but, no. you know, it's actually the truth. We're called to be the body. But when there's someone that needs support, we need to take time to do that, don't we? 
Well, I'm going to tell you, folks, and we thank the Lord for the AFR listening audience. Just everywhere I go, you know, Jim, last summer, and we're going to get the calls. It's 888-589-8840. But I'll never forget, I was in Indianapolis, Indiana, over July 4th to preach. Well, people had driven from Florida. People had driven from all over the country. And then shortly thereafter, I was in, um, oh, it was somewhere else in the Midwest. It'll come to me here in a minute. Well, there was a couple, and they may be listening now. They drove from Olympia, Washington, drove like two days to come and say, we listened to you on the radio. We just wanted to hear you preach, meet you in person. Folks, we get it. And as we enter this new year, please understand how we love you. We pray for you. The AFR audience, they are an army of God's people throughout this nation and we always, we stand together, we minister together, and please know we're so deeply grateful, and we count it an honor to serve Christ alongside each and every one of you. Amen. Well, let's go to the phones, uh, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. By the way, Alex, I, w- I want to share this real quick. Um, of the numbers I just shared, more than 43,000 of these ladies were uh, babies were saved last year in 2021 and also 8,000 women chose Christ. And uh, I remember mm. that Dan had sent me a text message on December 31st. And, you know, that's the, that's the kind of folks that we work with. We're very glad to be a, a part of them. You can find out more information at AFR.net. Let's talk to Kevin this afternoon, calling from Arkansas. Kevin, Welcome to Exploring the Word. Greetings and blessings to you all. That's an interesting and to you, concept brother. that it's a, yes, it's an interesting concept that you mentioned. It might be the Holy Spirit. I've always considered it to be uh, Jesus, and uh, it's this chapter is one of the uh, first things that ever uh, uh, got me deciphering the. Uh, definitions of the words in the original text but uh i just wanted to oh there's so much i could sit here and converse with you for hours on this Uh, Mm um but uh the original uh reading that i used was uh probably the worst was uh the revised standard and then when i read it in the king james it's like that's not what it says <laughs> so well, it is good to read in different uh scriptures yeah and it's all you know we we will never decry the king james version uh because a lot of work went into that a lot of prayer went into that a lot of ministry went into that and we always want to be respectful um i was reading from new king james today and I'm pretty sure Alex was using King James. Every now and then I'll use, use the New Living Translation, and it's a really good Bible as well. But no, sir, and now, again, that was me. I, I proposed that to Alex, uh, that it being the Holy Spirit, simply because of the role that it was playing. Um, and so I could not disagree because those same attributes, of course, can be contributed to Christ. Alex? Well, you know, um, you're you're right. Um, a lot of commentaries will say that Proverbs sort of personifies uh, Jesus as being wisdom. 
Now, because of the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we know that the Father, the Son, and the Spirit are always in agreement, and there is one God and yet three persons. And so uh, we see a lot in Proverbs that does remind us of Jesus. But, you know, the Bible talks about the the seven spirits of God, uh, and in a way it's really meaning the seven different ministries of the Holy Spirit. Now, how the Holy Spirit and Jesus minister together. You know, Jim, I think about Isaiah 11, and it's talking about a rod from the stem of Jesse, the branch. Okay, so clearly uh, Isaiah 11 is talking about Jesus, right? But it says the Spirit of the Lord will rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom, the Spirit of understanding, the Spirit of counsel, the Spirit of might, the Spirit of the knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Now, what's interesting, the Spirit of the Lord The wording of Isaiah 11, and this does relate to Proverbs, but is literally the spirit of Yahweh. So Jesus is Jesus, and yet this Holy Spirit, who he is so full of and led by, and yet is co-equal with, they are almost one and the same. The reason I invoke that Isaiah passage, because it's like that in Proverbs too, um, I think you can read Proverbs and see Jesus. I definitely think you can read Proverbs and see the Holy Spirit. Um, so um, I, I think the way we understand this is, yes, it's yes, both and. Mm. It's because of the Trinity. It's both and, not either or. Amen. All right, Kevin, I hope that helps some this afternoon, and we appreciate your calling. Let's talk to Kathy calling from Tennessee. Kathy, good afternoon, and welcome to Exploring the Word. Hi, thank you for taking my call, and i got to say, I just absolutely love your program. Thank Bless you. Very thank you. Okay, so my question is, um, we were talking in Bible study one day, and we got to a place where we called the children of God, or the child of God. And some of us say, well, that, those are the people that have been saved by the grace of Jesus. These are, are the, the followers of Christ. And others were saying, no, the children of God are everyone who's been created by God. So we are all humans. We're all the children of God. So that was a little confusing because I thought that God called, he wants a people onto himself. And that when we are called by Christ to become Christians, we become adopted into the family of God. So what do you think about that? Great question, great question. Because, you know, in by virtue of, of creation, uh, in a way we are all children of God by virtue of the fact that God created us. But just because we're a human being that God created does not necessarily mean everybody has a born-again relationship with Jesus yet. Uh, Jim, you know, let me, let me share a verse, Colossians 1.16. For by him, speaking of Jesus, by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. So all people are God's creation, but um, the, the lost are not God's children in the sense of having a relationship with him yet. In fact, in Ephesians 2, 1 through 3, says that before we are born again, we are children of wrath. Now, look at Romans 9, 8. Now, this, brace yourself, folks. Uh, 
Romans 9, 8 says, It is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as offspring. So in terms of creation, yes, everything is the property of God. But in terms of salvation, I mean, Romans 9, 8 is clear. We're either children of the flesh or children of promise or children of adoption by the new birth. And so I'm going to say this, but I think there's scripture to back it up. Unless you have a relationship with Jesus, you're not a child of God because you've not yet been born into his family. You are born into the family of the Savior by putting your faith in Jesus. Amen. Hey, Kathy, thanks for the call this afternoon. We sure appreciate it. And we're going to talk to John calling from Oklahoma now. John, welcome to Exploring the Word. Hi, guys. God bless you and your ministry and AFR. Uh, Brother Jim, you mentioned, uh, uh, I'm one of the people you mentioned a while ago, I'm visually impaired. Yes, sir. So so I listened to you uh, via Amazon Echo. I have a Bible app uh, on my wife's uh, iPad that, that I can listen to the Bible, and I love it. Uh, are you aware of any Bible commentaries that I can listen to via Amazon Echo and an app? You know, John, I, to be honest, when you sent me, when I saw your question, I did a quick search, and I'm not sure of study materials that are available on Alexa. Uh, version Bible app is, uh, is a skill, I think is how they refer to it, on Alexa and, and Echo. And um, it's pretty easy to install. You just say, Alexa, enable version Bible. And uh, it, it, it has some stuff contained in there. But I tell you what, if you will do me a favor and send me an email, to uh, word at afr.net, word at afr.net, then I'll do a little more research and see if I can't help you find uh, something more definitive for Amazon Echo and Amazon Alexa. That's great. Jim? I sure appreciate it. Alex, go ahead. Uh, there's a website, and, and by the way, folks, whenever we recommend a website that's outside of our own websites, uh, I'm not saying I necessarily agree with everything or vouch for everything. I simply don't know because we, we might reference something, and please don't construe us mentioning something as complete endorsement of everything that may or may not be on there. We simply can't know everything. So the only things that we unequivocally endorse would be our own websites, American Family. But there's a great website that so far everything I've found is just wonderful. It's called Enduring Word, mm. and there's a, a pastor named David Guzik, G-U-Z-I-K, and he has Bible commentaries that are recorded, audio Bible commentaries that um, he teaches, and they're very scholarly from everything I can tell, and Bert and I have talked about him. I think I think they're very good. Again, I've not listened to everything, but... Just about every book of the Bible has a, a recorded audio commentary mm. that you can listen to. And uh, Give so that website that, that, again. EnduringWord.com. All right. John, like I said, if you'll email me, I'll try and help you out. But that one sounds pretty good. Uh, what's really neat is some of these websites and even Alexa, You when, once you get some of the skills that they have available, 
then you can refer to a specific passage. Like in U version, you can tell it to read John 3.16, and that's the verse that it would go to. But study apps there, that would be great if those were also vocally searchable. So uh, we'll do a little more homework. In, was it Enduring Hope, Alex? Uh, enduring Word. EnduringWord.com. And uh, let me tell you, Alex doesn't give those out. Um, Lightly. Nilly-willy is what I was looking yeah. for. Uh, and so there you go. Hey, thanks again, John. God bless you, and thank you for listening to AFR. Gary from Mississippi, welcome to American Family Radio. Good morning, or afternoon, actually. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Howdy. Hey, how you doing, Jim? Um, you and Alex are just are you doing a great job, but I got to the program late. But let me just say this uh, about preborn. Um, I heard about preborn, if I could, uh, through uh, through Dan Celia, and I support preborn, and uh, it's just a wonderful ministry to support. And I think that anytime believers can, uh, over and above giving to their congregation, give to ministries like Preborn or AAR or any uh, St. Jude or Church Health Center or anything just for the or, 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 or Voice of the Martyrs, anything to help people uh, and, and people in need is is a wonderful thing. And uh, I met Alex, and I think I met you, Jim, too, when I went, my wife and I went to the Fall share I know I met Alex because he tapped me on the shoulder a couple of times in the, <laughs> when we were answering phones. And uh, I love Alex. Um, I just think you are spot on. And I can say that because I, I went and got my degree at Greek and Hebrew, and I know you're all right on target, Alex. But uh, you are you are the man. But all right. Anyway, just, just God hey, Gary, we're running up against the clock, brother. I apologize. Alex, thanks for letting me hang out with you today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Sounds good. We'll be in Proverbs, the ninth chapter. Stay tuned. Washington Watch comes your way right after news here on American Family Radio. Carol, I'm sorry we didn't get to you. Send me an email if you would. Word at AFR.net. God bless. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.